Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first X-Men election debate. I am your host, Scott Summers. Thank you so much for joining us for one of many debates among the various candidates for the final member of the X-Men. Yes, good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we have two candidates here today. Our first mutant name, Boom Boom. Hello, Boom Boom. How are you? Yeah, what's up? Period. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Excellent. And we also have our second candidate, uh, Lorna Dane, mutant name, Polaris. Polaris, how are you? Thank you so much for being here. I mean, I'm fine, I guess. I really don't want to be here. Wonderful. All right, our first question goes to you, Boom Boom. Boom Boom, why should you be a member of the X-Men? All right, so like, I mean, I mean, look, look, have we seen these X-Men teams? I mean, let's just face it. It's just filled with a bunch of uggos, like just severely, just like really gross, ugly people. And I'm sorry, but if we're going to be the face of mutantdom and we're going to be like, what's going to be on magazines and what's going to be on TV, we need some people that look hella cute. And you know who looks hella cute? Me. Plus, you know, I have some really cool powers. I can like take my bomb and Stick it up Trump's butt and blow him up. All right, that is time. Thank you so much, Boom Boom. Polaris, uh, same question for you. Why do you think you should be a member of the X-Men? Well, Scott, I really got to be honest with you. I don't think I should be a member of the X-Men. I'm very happy with what's happening with me in X-Factor, and I wouldn't want that disrupted. So please don't vote for me. Oh, my God. Are you getting me doing the jerk-off motion? That is disgusting. I agree. That is disgusting. Second question goes to you, Boom Boom. Boom Boom, if you were a member of the X-Men, what would be your personal mission? Um, I don't know. My personal mission is to basically not be crazy. And um, if we actually look at the past and read the archives, um, Miss Lorna Dane not only used to be possessed by an evil villain. She also has bipolar disorder, so she's a fucking lunatic. Are you going to trust the safety of Krakoa with a woman who not only is nuts, but also has green hair? Lorna Dane, your response. Fine. I'm crazy. Good. I'm, I'm nuts. Okay, I'm psycho. Fine. Good. And I have green hair. Ooh, I look so weird. Please don't vote for me. Thank you. All right, and now our final question for you, Boom Boom. Boom Boom, who is your personal favorite X-Man? I mean, I don't know. I guess just like me? It has to be me. It's me. Thank you. Wonderful. Polaris, who is your favorite X-Man? Oh, wait, let me guess. You're just going to be like, oh, it's not me. It's anyone but me. Let's hear this. I can't wait. It's actually still Havoc. <gasps> oh, wow. That's, that's really awesome. Excuse me. Oh, God. Hey! Hey! Hey, it's me, Marrow! It's me, oh, Marrow. Why uh, am I not part of this debate? Marrow, you are scheduled for the next upcoming debate. You'll have your turn. Yeah, yours isn't televised because we all know you aren't going to win. <sighs> That's right, Marrow. You are not going to win. Oh, wow, I just boned myself. 
All right. Thank you so much for this first X-Men election debate. Tune in next week for our second, probably. And now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Welcome to episode 166 of Comic Book Queers Legacy. I am your host, Brett. It's election season for the X-Men. And joining me here for this epic event is our co-host, Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil. I mean, please, you thought the recent elections were interesting? Child's play. This is what I'm here for. This is big. This is the event of the century. Evil Jeff, between Boom Boom and Polaris... Who would you give it to? Well, I have already voted, and unfortunately, my vote did go to one Boom Boom. Yes, as did mine. Uh, surprise, we voted for the same character. Yay, that's why we do a show together. Well, it's like you need, I mean, you honestly need, she's like the Cordelia and Buffy. You know what I mean? You need that yeah, kind of, need, yes. that wise yeah. ass. Yes, exactly. Uh, the one that can't be controlled, the one that mouths off. Yeah. But you know, has a heart of gold. We yes. love that character. Uh, this is very exciting. So I, I think it's a very cool thing from a marketing standpoint that Marvel is doing. It's fun. They have announced that we, the fans, can vote for the final member of the new X-Men roster. And they gave a series of candidates. The big controversy is they released polling results. And I'm sorry, this is our Hot topic segment. Cue the music. What are you going to hit? Hot topics. Yay. Uh, so anyway, as I was saying, Marvel is doing the X-Men voting. We are picking the final member of the X-Men. They released some early voting numbers, and it seems Polaris is in the lead with 22% of the vote. And us X-Men fans, those of us that live on Krakoa, are pretty up in arms because we love what Leia Williams is doing with Polaris. We don't want Polaris touched. We think that she was... In the lead because of all those goddamn casuals, a.k.a. the gifted fans. But I think it's also just that it, it then, I don't know. For me, it's like she's already the head of another book. Like, she doesn't need to be, we don't need her in the X-Men team. You know what I mean? She's already doing yeah. something awesome. Because I, I love Polaris. If Polaris wasn't in X-Factor, then I might oh, put her vote on. for her. But right now she's already on another goddamn team. And, Let's give a- and we're doing things with her that we've never done before. Like we're self-actualizing her. We're seeing who she is. So I'd like to stay on that journey, please. And for those that are not in the know, this is the list of the candidates that you can vote for. Oh, and I would just you. say, look it up on Google. Uh, I'm not sure exactly... I think it's, uh, oh, it's marvel.com slash, slash X-Men vote is That's right. where you can go. And the candidates are Armor, Banshee, Boom Boom, Cannonball, Forge, Marrow, Polaris, Strong Guy, Sunspot, and Tempo. And I did look up a lot of writers and artists of the X-Men are giving their two cents of who to vote for. Ooh, what are they saying? Well, uh, Zeb Wells and Leah Williams <gasps> said Marrow, which is wrong. She's awful. Well, Leah Williams just wants you to not vote for <laughs> Polaris, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure. I, th- but there are a lot of people who want Marrow. I can see the appeal of Marrow. I don't Ugh. share it. 
I, but she was just recently in X-Force with Psylocke and Cable, and she was she was awful. I hate her. I hate her. Um, well, Pe- Pepe Larraz voted for Armor, Boom Boom, or Polaris. Ooh. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, so I think there's, it's uh, Teeny Howard wants Cannonball. Oh, cute. I think uh, for me, is there any in that list that you're just like, no, immediately no? No, there isn't. And here's why. I can't decide really who and who should not be on this team. Do you know why, Evil Jeff? Why? Because I don't know who the rest of the team is. Yes. Yes. I yeah, don't know. We, like, we need to know. Like, that's like, you know, trying to like. What do you need? Yeah. Yeah. What What do you already have a telepath? Do you already have a speedster? Do you already have someone strong? Yeah, if Colossus is on it, do you need a strong guy? If Sage is on it, do you need Forge? Uh, it's those types of things. It's I will those say types of things. Forge, I feel Forge is a, like a behind the scenes like Q. He's the Q. Yeah, he's not, I don't see him on the I, I, don't, I don't think want he him needs running to... around a battlefield with like a plant suit on. Yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit about that. I also kind of like Cannonball and Sunspot in space, so I'm not necessarily in favor of them. And then here's uh, an unpopular opinion. Um, One, I just always found armor kind of boring. Yeah. And Banshee, I just have always, I just have always never found Banshee interesting, ever, ever. So are you picking Strong Guy? I like, and I hate Marrow, so I like Boom Boom, Polaris, Strong Guy, or Tempo, I think would be yeah. a cool addition. Tempo would be a great story. I also like the idea of Tempo, who started out as a villain. Yeah. I like the idea the of a villain model. kind of being right, risen up. Yeah. We love that. Strong but Guy, I, yeah. though, I feel, uh, we'll get to it in the New Mutants, but I feel like he has a potential, he has a comeuppance coming up in the New Mutants, I think, that they're setting up. Aha. Uh-huh. And we will get to that. I think I think you're absolutely right. I picked who I think should be the X-Men a while ago, and I did it, you know, kind of by power and by character personality, but I always lead with power. Like, I go, you know, you need a telepath. You need, like, someone who can, like, a a long-range attacker. You need somebody with super strength, and my super strength person was actually Sunspot. Oh, there you go. My team is Cyclops, Jean Grey, Dazzler... X-23, Sunspot, and Darwin is who I picked like a few weeks ago. I think that sounds fun. That's a fun team, right? Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Do you think they're going to... Remember when the X-Men always used to do the thing where they would like debut the team and it was all like inked out and then every day they would like reveal one of them? I wonder if they're. I love that. that. I wonder if they're going to do that shit again. I love that <laughs> shit so hard. I love, I love it. it, and I also it drives me crazy. But I love it. I know. I was looking like, oh, that looks like it could be. That's Bishop's cape. Oh, I love it. Um, should we talk about those X Men comics? I think maybe we should. Let's get a little XY. Hit it. Hit it. I want your X. Okay, we have four X Men books. Four. To talk about four came out in one week. Four. It's crazy, but I will well, say we actually have some new sponsors. So before we start each new segment, we actually are going to have a commercial. We're going to run the ads. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to have uh, we're just going to pause for a brief bit, and we're going to have two 
commercials. Um, so, you know, just be happy for us that we have sponsors and we're getting some money. Okay. Cause otherwise we've been giving this to you for free. So stop complaining. All right, here, here's some, uh, brief, uh, sponsorship. Here we go. Hi everybody. My name's Sam Guthrie, but you can call me Cannonball, your next X-Man. Listen, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to work for a living, just like you. I know what it's like to get crushed by debt and rubble, just like you. And I know what it's like to ignore the baby I have in space with a Shi'ar Super Guardian, just like you. (laughs) So vote for me, the relatable candidate. And remember, you'll feel nigh invulnerable when casting your vote for me, Sam Guthrie, mutant name, Cannonball. I'm Cannonball, and I approve this message. Wow, that was great. All right, we got one more here. Let's listen to it. What do you think of when you think of X-Men? Do you think of the words villain? Do you think of the words evil? Do you think of the words untrustworthy? Do you think of the word tempo? No, you don't. You don't think of any of those things. Tempo is the least qualified candidate for the X-Men the X-Men have ever seen. If she joins the X-Men, we are convinced that all of them will die within the first week out of complete betrayal. Do you trust her? Because Krakoa sure doesn't. Who do you want on your team? Paid for by Cannonball. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. So, let's get uh, into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we have four X books. Uh, Wolverine number nine being our first one. Um, and you know, you know how we feel about the Wolverines and the X Forces of the world. But I thought Wolverine number nine, an issue that kind of checked in with Patch, Wolverine's yeah. alter ego at a um, kind of a, a charity for uh, uh, what is it? An auction, charitable auction for supervillains. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Evil Jeff? First of all, it's set up with this premise of, it's like, are we are we living by the Clark Kent premise that, like, when he puts a patch <laughs> like, on, that no right. one knows who the fuck he is? But I think it was clear that everyone knew it was Wolverine. So I was oh, like, yeah. okay. And I will say, if we remember, Gen X just recently did a bunch of bad guys. Remember when Quentin Quire and uh, Benjamin Deeds and, and Hindsight had to like meet Fenris. It was like all the villains voting on things. Yeah, a very, very like bougie kind of. And then also, I think, was it Leah Williams? Who does, um, uh, 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 fuck, why can't I think of her name? Jessica Jones. Who does Jessica Jones? Kelly Thompson. Kelly Thompson. Shit, sorry. So Kelly Thompson. Anytime you say Leah Leah Williams, it's Kelly Thompson. (laughs) So Kelly Thompson did Jessica Jones. Remember there was like a Jessica Jones thing where her and Luke Cage like went to some auction and they like were like a villain her, auction. They were yeah. selling like her daughter's DNA or some shit. Yeah. So I feel like this is just a thing a that has been like just driven into the ground what to a trope. death. It's a yeah. trope to death. But I will say is this, would I much rather listen to this than fucking vampires and Dracula? A hundred percent. So I actually didn't mind this one cause it's like fun fighting. Um, Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I love like our hero needs to get dressed up in a tuxedo or an evening gown. 
infiltrate a thing teeming with bad people and antics ensue. It's a great formula and it was a good issue. The antics in this case, Wolverine sees two things at this auction that disturb him. One is his own severed hand. And he's like, when did that happen? How? We don't know. Also, Uh, can you, what can you, I guess it's like, how did you cut off through adamantium? Sure. Who knows? With other adamantium? I guess so. No. But he's like, well, memory's full of holes. I'm sure that happened at some point. Pause just really quick, Brett. What is stronger, adamantium or vibranium? I believe it's adamantium. So the only thing that can cut through adamantium is more, is an adamantium blade? Kind of like diamond. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. And then we have Maverick. Maverick's on Maverick. the block. Do you know Maverick's what Maverick's powers block. are? I had to look it up. I'm just, I'm just Maverick on the block. I don't know. He basically can, can uh, it's similar to um, uh, Sebastian Shaw, where he can oh. just absorb all impacts. So he could just like jump off a building I never knew that. and land. He can get punched and it just doesn't hurt him. He can't release it back like Sebastian Shaw can apparently, but he basically is just like pretty invulnerable to any kind of projectile force. Okay. Thank you. So I never knew that either because I don't care about Maverick. Well, this issue was, it was kind of cool in that it goes through the history of Wolverine and Maverick, who were both on Team X, Weapon X, how their their memories have continuously been erased. They've continuously been mind wiped and, and repro- very winter soldier, deprogrammed, reprogrammed. But they had this thing that they would say to each other to kind of check back in and to try to kind of reconnect with their core identities and ground themselves. And so when Wolverine sees an amnesiac Maverick on the auction block, he says the words and kind of snaps Maverick out of it, leaving the two of them to fight it out. And we'll see uh, out of the out of the auction. Now, here, and we'll see that next I issue. have a technical question. Has Xavier ever had to reload a memory in a body that's not dead, but just been mind wiped? Oh, that's fun. Because that's what I'm wondering. Can Xavier just give him his memory since they're probably downloaded somewhere? Well, a lot of these memories are from before. A lot of these memories are from well before any of, like, he even met Xavier. True. So, no. All right. Okay. Well, that Wolverine happened. (laughs) And Wolverine is a, it's a comic book. And what do you want to talk about next, people, Jeff? Um, how about we do some new mutants? Oh, my God. I love it. You know why I love it? Because I loved it. I actually loved this issue a lot. I like that it was bringing up real character development of things that if you read the comics, and I do hate the idea that it's like doing fan service or something, but for, for people who've read the comics since day, since for, you know, how long have we been reading comics for 20 some years? I like that. It's like, yeah, fucking Wolvesbane has a kid that was murdered by strong guy. That's a thing that would fuck her up. Like, so let's address that fucked up thing. You know, it's funny. This run started with the very first page we saw was rain sitting on Krakoa looking happy. And I believe it was Danny who then came up to her and was like, yep, everything is wiped away. We can start over. And so at that moment, I remember thinking, yeah, let's never mention the sun again. But I think she was probably happy because she's like, I'm going to get my son back. Yeah. Yes. Oh, ho, ho, but there's some red tape and that red tape is X factor because you need proof. You need proof. 
proof. I, I you feel, ain't got proof. But but so I guess when when so back then, Tear is the son's name. Peter David's run of X Factor. Uh, strong guy was resurrected with no soul, so he was kind of had some morality issues. And Tyr had to, was going to take over hell, was killing all of the hell gods. And right before he could kill Mephisto, I believe, Strong Guy stabbed him with a, like a trident and murdered him. And then he van and then he like disappeared into thin air. I don't know. I feel that is a technicality. That sounds pretty dead, don't you think? I think he's I think it's fair. Well, I mean, you're dealing with magic and hell and limbo and Mephisto and like it he just disappeared. So, so they're saying that's not good enough. We're not going to bring him back because he could technically have disappeared and gone somewhere. Yeah. So she's basically shit out of luck. She can't get her son back. Right. So my thing is, I want to see where Strong Guy is in on this because Strong Guy has has Strong Guy been resurrected? Did Strong Guy die since again? Like that's what I'm wondering. Does Strong Guy did he get his soul back? I forget then what happened with him yeah I, we have to check back in i'm pretty sure he did get his soul back yeah so that's the thing is can you be mad at someone that did something without their soul right it's the typical buffy like angelus problem i can't even get mad at friends like for doing things when they're drunk let alone soulless yeah but did let's say one of your friends got drunk and killed your husband are you just gonna be like hey oh, I, bl- I blame them <laughs> So my thing is, knowing how Rain tends to get a little dramatic, I'm very much looking forward to a <laughs> confrontation between her and Strong Guy. I like that. Um, other relationships I'm digging in this book are uh, Daken and... I'm going to start saying Daken. Daken and... Is that how you say Honey, it? I think so. Honey Badger? Why are they calling her Scout? Ugh, I know. Why did you change that? Why? What is the reasoning? Honey Badger's so good. Scout is so bad. Yeah, I don't know. What is happening? I don't know what why is happening? that was decided. I mean, I don't... Scout isn't, like, that offensive to me. <laughs> but I just well, don't Honey get Badger it. Honey Badger nailed it. I don't get it. But here's the weird thing, is, like, they're setting something up. Like, she's being put through it. Like, she's being ostracized. They're now saying, like, is she even a real person? Like, she's, like, basically, (laughs) she's basically, like, full teen angst. Yeah, and her, like, father figure, older brother is like, look, I love you, but I'm kind of too cool for you. Well, I think more it's just like, hey, I just want to fuck this girl right now. (laughs) Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. And then his her sister is gone. Wolverine's always busy doing stuff. And then she's like, hey, I know these new members. Remember we were in uh, Nate Gray's version of the X-Men world? And they're all like, oh, that wasn't us because we're dead and we were resurrected from Genosha. So we don't even know who the <laughs> fuck you are. And she's like, oh, nobody oh. likes me. So I'm waiting for her to have like a Dazzler goth moment where she's going to like oh, yeah. dye her hair black, start listening to The Cure. Like that shit's going to happen. And I'm here for it. We also have the relationship between, gosh, where do I, like Cosmar and the other freaky looking mutants and Amal Farouk and most importantly, Danny Moonstar. 
Ooh, Danny Dunn stepped in it. Yeah. Well, uh, what are we going to talk about first, Danny or Amal Farouk? Let's talk about the Danny thing because I'm obsessed with this idea of wanting to use the resurrection protocols to fix your face. But that's the thing is like, guess what? Can hell? I asked this before. Can Hellion go get resurrected so he can get his hands back? No. That's why Karma can't get her leg back. If I was Karma, I would have walked up like, bitch, you would think I want my fucking leg. I right. think it They're is like, very no. interesting. Of the, this but is then not cosmetic surgery. But then, like, but let's be honest. Would would any like would anyone let's be honest. would anyone want to fuck Cosmar looking like that? Probably. I mean, not. it looks like Rainboy does. But she doesn't want Rainboy, does she? His wet dick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gross. Um. Look. I'm, here's where I'm at. Like, Cosmar's like, no, it's because when my power is activated, like, I freaked out and I fucked up my face. But let me just restart. Like, when, like, so I'll be cool with my powers when I come back. And Danny's like, it doesn't work like that. I'm like, then tr- teach her how to use her powers to fix her face. If her yeah. powers caused her face, then just teach Cosmar, you don't need to die. Just study and someone will teach you how to fix your face back. Also, but then is there a rule that if they're like, no, you can't, and then you kill yourself, do you just get put on a longer waiting list and don't get resurrected? I would Probably. have like, I would have looked right. I would have taken, I would have looked right in uh, Danny Moonstar's face, taken a beer bottle, crashed it and slit my fucking throat <laughs> in front of her. Yeah. What are you, what are you going to do? <laughs> also, yeah. I, my other question is, does she, can she get those braces taken off at least? I I feel like that's the true source of her power, so no. <laughs> Once your face gets fucked like that, like you don't need braces anymore. Yeah, it's, your crooked teeth are the least of your it's, problems. It's it's been done. Like it's just not it. Like let's just move on. Oh my god. But let's talk about just trying to look my best. <laughs> let's. I know. Can you imagine just being like, yeah, your whole face looks like a big frying pan full of crap, but uh, the crooked teeth were like, yeah. Um, but now the Amal Farouk thing, the thing that's disturbing me about him, I do not see him talking to anyone else except those people. Does do do. Was he resurrected? Do other people even know Ooh, he's there? Do you think we're going to get like a Bruce Willis kind of thing? That's what I'm wondering. Does anyone else even know he's there? I also feel like, how do you just resurrect Amal Farouk with the Shadow King and just be like, all right, have fun. Bye. This is very, I like this a lot, Evil Jeff. What if he was never resurrected? And they just he's think He's just he like psychically there. That's what I'm thinking because I do oh, feel like you yes. can't like, like even though these people are evil like you fucking keep tabs on people that are like potentially like he fucking had Xavier trapped for the equivalent of hundreds of years on an astral plane. I don't think he'd be like, "Yeah, do whatever you want, have fun in Krakoa." Like, Try the Green Lagoon. There's yeah, drink specials every that. night. So there is something going on. And he's I like this. all like child molestery where he's like, oh, yes, children. And then it like cuts to him like making these creepy grins. Oh, it's creepy. So I want oh, answers. He's drinking. I don't like it. Listen, there's someone else who I'd like to check in with. And he was not a prominent part of this issue but he was in it but if you kind of check in with what he's doing in the background it brings up some worry 
I'm talking about Warlock. Oh, what is he doing in the background? Oh my god. So look at the scene when they cut like the establishing shot of the Green Lagoon. Okay. Like where you see Bob. Like it's like the wide shot. You see Dazzler on stage. You see Blob at the bar. Okay. Now um, look. Wait, hold Look on, for Warlock. Fuck. Stupid ads. Okay. How far into it is it? I'd say it's in the middle. Is it when they're at partying? Yeah, it's the establishing shot of everyone at the bar. Okay. Um, and Warlock, here we go. I think, okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. Warlock. You see him back there? Yeah. He's Look just at, at the bar. face. Oh, he looks sad? He looks pissed and sad. Oh, yes. and, he's, and he's talking to Brew. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really mad and really sad. Oh, and the other thing in the background, he looks sad, upset too. And he's drinking. And then the next time you see him, he's on the dance floor like, Woo, I don't care. He is having some emotions. He's mad that Doug yes. Yes. left him. I, I will wait. I will say I miss the Peter David wrote a great thing between them in X Factor and then it got canceled and it never was continued where Warlock fell in love with Danger and okay. then Danger wanted to fuck and then and then but then Cypher fucked Danger and then Warlock was like fuck you you fucked the girl I liked fuck you and they were like angry at each other. It was the first thing was like their friendship was tested, but then it was like totally gone. But I feel like I, I, I am very interested if someone who is clearly like living as part of Doug in disguise for a very long time on Krakoa. And now he's just like, oh, now I have this like wife and now you're not part of me. Bye. That is probably going to fuck him up. It is. All right. Well, we also have X-Men. And Excalibur. What do you want to do next? Um, let's talk about I, whichever one you want. I feel like they both. How about Excalibur? Fun. Let's do it. Number seventeen. Excalibur. Uh, so here we are on our. It's it's totally our updated cross time caper. But it seems to come to an end very quickly. That's true, unless. Well, let's talk about it. <laughs> oh. So we check in with Betsy Braddock. It seems that Betsy Braddock's consciousness has been put into that of another Betsy Braddock in a different reality. And in this reality, this Betsy Braddock is Queen of England. Yes. So you've got our Betsy in the body of Queen of England, Betsy. And she is there with her paramour, Warren Worthington III. Hello. Mm, Yummy, yummy. And she's like, look, since it's you, Angel, and you're an X-Man and you're cool with this kind of thing, I ain't your Betsy. Yeah. And he's like, okay, all right. Let me process it. Okay, we're good. What do you need? But good news, she had a contingency plan for that. Which is what? Um, What was it? Oh, it was just um, basically saying, like, there's a chance this might happen, but you need to fucking go home. I'm just talking about that letter, the in case of omniversal trouble. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, the queen, Betsy, is like, look, it's very possible that I'm going to get body swapped with a different Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, queen Betsy rocks. 
I argue that at the end, though, I don't know. Do you think this is our Betsy? Yeah, it's probably our Betsy who shows up at the end. It is. I thought it was like, oh, is this Queen Betsy at the end? Oh, we never know. It's it's meant to be like our Betsy escapes out of that world and winds up in ours. But part of me is like, or are they tricking us? Is this Queen of England Betsy who shows up in our reality? It could be either way. I do find it very interesting that as she goes through the thing, I feel like if it was the other way, then the the other Betsy, the Queen Betsy would have been at on 616 much longer before that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I But my favorite thing is that... Who does Warren? It's like the one thing that Betsy said is she's like, this is weird because we were together on my world, but we were never together in this body. Like when I looked like this. And that was such a weird thing. And he's like, I don't know what you mean. And then he's like, oh, by the way, here's my ex-wife, (laughs) Quanan. Oh my god. That was so perfect. Like of course. So of course he'd want both of them. He wants Psylocke and Quanin. I or Betsy and Quanin. It's perfect. I love him. Or Conan. Uh, it's Conan? Yeah, I think so. And then Betsy and Conan have this kind of adventure together to get Betsy back to 616. And the whole time Conan's like, stop looking at me. <laughs> What is wrong with you? You have staring. <laughs> Why do you have a staring problem? Why are you so obsessed with me? Yeah. And then she's like, hey, I used to have your body. And she's like, all right, get the fuck what? out of here. <laughs> and get the fuck back in your dimension. I don't want to fucking hear about it. <laughs> but I used to have your body. I miss it. <laughs> I used to have your body. I miss it. Bye. I'm so sorry. She's like, what are you sorry for? Leave. There's so many. Like, do you ever think? Now, never mind. It's going to be. I wonder if, like, is it racist for her to miss that body? <laughs> or I, is there a weird thing where she feels more, she felt more attractive in that body? Like, I wonder if she looked at Warren and was like, oh, he's not going to want me. I'm, I look like this. Yeah. Can you imagine if she starts doing her makeup to, like, make it look like she has more of an Asian eye? And then Conan is oh, like, my what God. are you doing? She's like, all right, that's it. I've been ignoring you we this whole need time. To address I can ignore this. you no longer. You are out of control. <laughs> but I love that. And then meanwhile, back on 616, Pete Wisdom, he fucking hates Krakoa. I hates didn't realize it. he had ne- up until this issue, he had never even stepped foot on it. He hates it so much. Which makes me love Pete Wisdom. Because I, too, would be like, I don't want any part of this kumbaya shit. You yeah. know it's doomed, right? Yeah. And uh, he's having to deal with, uh, the, what is it, the Ak- Akaba? Yeah, the clan of Akaba. The clan of Akaba. And they're basically like, well, Captain Britain's not here, so let's just go fuck shit up. Because there's not a Captain Britain and shouldn't have been a mutant. And, blah, 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 blah. and he's like, I'll go find her. Just shut up. And a big battle ensues because now it looks like uh, Ro- like the Excalibur team is going to live in the the lighthouse. But yeah. then the fucking Akabas start like taking a like a fucking bulldozer sledgehammer. Wait, what is that thing? Wrecking ball. Yeah, they came in like a wrecking ball. Wrecking ball, and they're like, not our home. And they're like fucking coming after him and they're battling them. And then thank God, right at the right opportunity, Betsy finally shows up and they're like, oh, here she is. You all can go. Ugh. I will say I have no idea where this is going. And I like that. Yeah. I mean, part of I think the thing that 
people dislike that you and I, that I personally like about this book is that it's confusing at times. I it, like that. But here's the thing, and I really feel it's confusing. But for me, because I have read the Captain Britain and Excalibur series hundreds of times, yeah, I know so much of the background and have such a base knowledge that I think it make it all makes sense to me. And I have a feeling someone not knowing all of that, it probably is like, what is all of this? And I would just say, read the original run of Excalibur, one of the best comic book runs. I mean, do, thank you, don't, you. You don't have to read like. What is it like 28 through like 45? 75? No, 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 no. When when Alan Davis comes back by himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That there's like that brief period where it's amazing. And then after like 70, yeah, then it like goes to garbage again. Yeah, they add Colossus. It's horrible. But I'm excited for that. And that's the thing. What you said, it is all possible. She is not fully, we do not 100% know who that Betsy is. And I will say the other thing, I love this art. I really like the I art. I love Marcus Toe's art. Oh. I'm not really into like the New Mutants art. I'm not really into like the Wolverine art, but I am really into this art. I'll tell you the art I'm not into is Brett Booth's run on X-Men number 17 though. Um. Oh, shit. You don't like it. No, I don't. What do you like about it? It's 290s. Yes. I mean, it's it's 100% just jim lee yeah i mean not only does it look like jim lee drawings they're literally wearing the same outfits like it's the it's same like jim costumes. lee and rob rob liefeld yeah um, i almost yeah. feel like he like copied like x-men number one from the 90s <laughs> yeah um yeah scott and gene are in their um old x-factor costumes which is cute i love it i love the rotational costume thing i love that these are just their mutant clothes and they'll wear whatever whatever they're feeling yeah what did you think of this because this is dealing with the fact that the shiar empire there's basically the economy crashed and they're blaming i love that i do love that zandra i love the cataclysmic event across marvel books that the that the basically the the universal economy in all galaxies has collapsed and they're blaming zandra so the poor so basically kind of the lower class that were like the the servants and stuff are starting an uprising they and rose up and they've kidnapped zandra and are going to kill her what are zandra's powers again i remember she was an egg and then she wasn't an egg but did she has powers right is she just like she could hide she could like hide i don't remember i mean she's clearly a telepath i also feel that like has xavier ever talked to her yet probably not that bastard what a dick i feel that's kind of a dick move fuck him oh he's doing great things with the mutant race but honestly what a dick he's a bad who okay so who are his kids Legion. Legion, Zandra. He's not. And then that awful. Isn't there like a kid on the awful Brian Michael Bendis evil future team with Ice Wizard? Right? Wasn't there like a little Xavier? Oh, right. There was like someone he had a son with some other X Men or something. Ugh. Yeah. Some. Basically, he's a bad dad. But sometimes, you know what? The most powerful men you know in the who world else is? are bad dads. Bill Clinton. Cannonball. No, Cannonball. <laughs> Cannonball is like, oh, oh, hold on. I got to babysit my kid. Babysit? 
homeboy, we call that parenting. Like, yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of Sunspot, up. Cannonball, and Smasher in also, this issue, which is always there was great. a text exchange. I mean, basically, oh, it's be, like they ba- they basically said that they fucked. They fucked. <laughs> he was Absolutely. like, "I know we don't have a conventional friendship." I'm like, "That literally means you have slept together." They absolutely have a physical relationship. The only thing I question is like, are you sleeping with Smash? Oh, so he's with Bird Smasher now. Wait, right? Deathbird. Deathbird. Bird Smasher. Sunspots with Deathbird and Cannonball is married to Smasher. Smasher. I love how he called her Bird Smasher. I just bur- merged them together. And actually, do you know why? Because when I made my fake X-Men group when I was a kid, my they were called the Aerials and the bad guys yeah. were called the Darkwings. Because both Ooh. teams could fly, and there was a character called Bird Smasher. Ooh. That's why that came into my head. All right. Anyway, so Sunspot is fucking Deathbird, but also, like, isn't Deathbird like hundreds of years old? Like, Deathbird's oh, yeah, like she's, old. She's and, robbing the cradle. And how old is Sunspot? He's supposed to be like 22. I mean, he's accomplished. He's probably 30 at this point. No. 25. No. 25. No, because he was like 14 when the New Mutants started. So is it 10 years have passed? But he also like ran AIM. You have to be an adult That's because Well, no, because he's rich. (laughs) Tell that to Vivendi. They're all fucking children. I hate Vivendi. Vivendi. um, Vivendi is a ticketing software. (laughs) I am literally a grandmother. Hey, did you see that Vivendi? Listen, you know who else is rich with story potential is this Aurora Monroe. Now she saves Zandra and Zandra's like, look, honey, anything you need. Seriously, mama, anything you need. And Storm just fucking gives a smirk. She's like, I'm going to think about this and I will be back to you. She's like, (laughs) will you blow up a certain king of Wakanda? What? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at him. That's the thing. Is like, what does she want? What does Storm want? And this is why the thing that I miss. And this is where it's like the when Storm, Storm came into her full self, like right after the Dark Phoenix saga, and she was officially like, I am the leader of the X Men. Yeah, And she started going through it. And she was kind of like, I don't know who I am. Kind of like how Polaris was like, she's like, I don't know who I am. And then she like goes to Japan and meets Yukio. And is like, oh my God, I want to do this. She gives herself a mohawk. She goes to the Morlocks and fucking kills Callisto. And she's like, oh, I'm going through shit. I'm trying to figure out who the fuck I am. I feel like the same thing is happening. But I want more. I want, it's like, I want some more Storm-centric inner monologues. We haven't had an inner monologue from Storm in a long time. And I think we need one. I do too. I love, I just love the question. What does Storm want? Yeah. Let's let's get a Chris Claremont, like 10 pages of thought bubbles. (laughs) Like there's no thought bubbles anymore. I I want a whole issue of just Storm taking a shower in the sky thinking. Yes, please. Like, remember, what is it? Love, death. What's the one with her and Forge? Where she's just walking around his, like, image, like, image and, like, holographic apartment. 
like looking at her past and thinking of her life and do I love Forge, but I want my powers. Do I hate him? Do I love him? I need that shit. She has so much shit going on. Let's give her a goddamn issue, please. They will. We will. Yes. I can't wait. A lot of setup. Oh, what a journey. We're in space. We're on Krakoa. It's. Oh, my God. It's insane. Um, Evil Jeff. Yes. I feel like instead of discussing other comic books, we should skip to a different medium. Okay. But I think we should just cut really quick to one of our sponsors. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, so before we hit our next uh, segment, uh, here is uh, some more sponsorship ads. Uh, I was having dinner with my son. It was a Saturday uh, at uh, four o'clock. We decided to have an early dinner to get home early and watch a movie before he had to go to bed. I'm sitting there at the diner with my son and there was a group of teenagers uh, a few booths over. They were laughing, they were carrying on, they were dressed wildly. And I thought they might be mutants. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And then suddenly I felt a tingling um, around my bottom. And I heard some laughing. And then I heard a woman counting. Three, two, one. And then boom! Somebody had put a bomb in my butt. My pants had blown, and my pants were hanging down, and my bare butt was black and smoky, and it was sticking out of the hole in my pants that the bomb created. My son looked at me and cried and said, Daddy, why is everyone seeing your butt? And I took home my crying son and lost my job. And that, that bomb was put there by Boom Boom. She ruined my life and she doesn't deserve to be an X-Man. Paid for by Banshee. Oh my God. So I got stupid mutant powers. My powers are I can just fart through my nose and it's embarrassing. And I was like, how am I ever going to be cool? But then I met this guy named Forge and he gave me this plant weapon. And so now when I'm in school with the other kids, I can still have cool powers. He, I thought of something and he built it. That's right. I'm Forge. You have crappy powers. Think of something that you'd rather those powers to be. I can build it. I'll tell you what, I got a plan for it. You want to be an X-Man? You can be an X-Man, even if your powers suck. I got a plan for it. And I'm telling you, if you make me an X-Man, I will give you all cooler plant powers with my magic brain. Vote for me, Forge. I got a plan for it. <laughs> wow, I got to say that Forge is really good at communicating. He really understands that uh, f- the phrase magic brain will probably get through to a lot of people yeah. and help really yeah. explain mutant powers. Really going off the Elizabeth Warren kind of like. Yeah, I got a, pl- I got a plant for that, I think yeah. is what he said. Yeah. Amazing. Um, well, we want to enter the world of TV now, don't we? That's correct. Hit that music. We got some WandaVision to talk about. Let's talk about WandaVision episode four. Um, 
nice to see an episode in widescreen. Yeah, we're now just like, okay. And and this is, uh, what okay, what did you think of this episode? When I saw the title of the episode, um, when I saw that it was, uh, we now interrupt this program. Right. I thought that we might visit the outside world, and we did. So automatically, what I was hoping for was happening, and I was very happy. And then my happiness carried through for the entire rest of the issue. (laughs) How about you? I will say this. My only problem is, and this might just be, I feel we are too smart. So the problem is, it's like... You expected it? It's everything that we guessed would happen. It was what was happening. So... We're too smart. We're too we're too imbued so at, in the at genre. At one point, I, I so part of me was happy, like yeah, but I was watching it with my my boyfriend, and he's like, "Why are we? Wa- we already knew all this was going to happen. Why do we need to watch this?" And then I was like, "Because I think a lot of people had no idea didn't. had no idea yeah. that this was going to happen." Well, so do you know what the this. number one? Do you know what the number one trending topic was on Twitter after the episode aired? Ant-Man, it was House of M. Oh. House of M. Yeah, I think a lot of people like came to the realization, oh, it's MCU House of M, which I feel like we knew, but we never articulated it like that. Yeah. Well, I think House of M, we keep think of House of M of the aftermath, which in mutants were a race, but we forget House of M is actually, she created a whole reality that everyone lived in. Yes. Where it was basically what she wanted to happen was happening, where she had her two kids. And where everything was great. Yes. So um, the thing that I loved about this is the idea of, hey, we're going to take a character from Ms. Marvel. We're going to take a character from a Thor and we're going to take a character from Ant-Man and they are all going to seamlessly be in the same goddamn show. And you're going to feel like they should have been there, like that. It was all planned a hundred years ago that this is how it's incredible. It's incredible. So great. Now it all fit together so beautifully. So the other thing I loved is that we addressed apparently Monica Rambeau. Monica Rambeau was snapped. Yes. We've discovered that Monica Rambeau was snapped. So and I, her mother, Maria, was not. Now, how do you, did you notice, okay, as someone who I don't want to get picky because I, in the end, I don't care. But there is a discrepancy of how people were snapped back. What do you mean? When are the two times we've seen people snapped back besides... I mean, one, we see people get snapped back in this issue where their dust reforms and the people come back in the hospital. What's the other movie where we see people snapped back? Spider-Man Far From Home. And how did they snap back? They just popped in a piece. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, my head, I'm like, how come those people dusted back and those people just popped back? And I know in the end where it's like, really? Really? Are you going to be one of those? And I'm like, I can't. All right, I'm not going to be one of those. Like, what's the character, the comic character from The Simpsons? Yeah. Like, I the feel like I'm turning it to him. Like, um, excuse me. Oh, why yeah. did they pop back in Spider-Man but dusted back in one division? Explain. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I thought was interesting from the effect of them coming back and blipping back. By the way, insane that we captured that that we saw that in kind of like a serious context because far from home did it for comedy. 
you know, and exactly, that's part of the reason exactly. why the effect was different. Uh, but this did it for seriousness, and it showed you the chaos that ensued when Hulk snapped everybody back, oh, and they all course. formed back where they were. It was incredible. So that's where we pick up Monica Rambeau. She returns from uh, being snapped back and learns that five years have passed. And in that five years, Maria, played by Lashana Lynch in Captain Marvel, has died. But that's not all we learn about Maria. You know what? I'm sorry. I have to say this out loud because my mind keeps... I feel like if I... I probably would have been snapped while I was going on vacation and I would have snapped back in the air because I was on a plane and I would have just fallen to my death. Oh, I definitely would have been snapped back on the toilet and I would have wound up on someone's lap. <laughs> you just shat on somebody. <laughs> um, um, what else did so we learn? We also learned, we also learned that learned Maria Rambeau is the uh, founder of S.W.O.R.D. Yes. Now, we still don't... I still am not... Uh, okay, here's something. I have a question. Where... That I was forgot. Where? What is S.H.I.E.L.D. right now in the MCU? There... The So, it, it depends on if you think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is integrated canon or not. I think they're saying that that's like an offshoot parallel universe in a way. I think they're not 100%. So if we just go by the movies and not the TV show. There, there is no S.H.I.E.L.D. But I, like, Did it get I ended? Think Did it get there disbanded? is a S.H.I.E.L.D., but it, it, it never reformed after Winter Soldier. So after Winter Soldier, is that when it ended? Yeah, in the movies. Yeah. And uh, but then, but we could probably speculate that uh, Nick Fury is off planet, like from the Spider-Man movies. You know what? In Ultron, they they got like they got back together. They were able to like organize and get that helicarrier up to save the people from Sokovia. But that was just like post destructed Shield. Like that was like former Shield agents pulling together to save the day. It yeah. wasn't an official Shield thing. But I mean, like in Agents of Shield, Shield exists. Yeah, it's just smaller. Um, so but I, yeah, Sword. I'm, it I'm looks like I'm still unsure exactly what Sword is. I'm still assuming it's galactic because they do talk about off planet. It is. So so that's where I think there's a lot of story to be told just from Monica meeting the new director of Sword. So the implication is that Monica should have this guy's job. This guy, director Tyler. Or whatever. And he um, does, but he's not. I was assuming it was going to be. What's the other guy that kind of Abigail Brand's always fighting against? Oh, like Henry Peter Gyrick? That's right. I was going to say Henry Pym, but. Yeah, uh, he's uh, X-Men. Yeah. You can't do him yet. Oh, right, right, right. Come on. We need some Abigail fucking Brand. Yeah. That bitch needs to so, show up. This guy basically has Monica's job. Like, if Monica wasn't snapped out of existence, she would, have had it. She, she would be the director of S.W.O.R.D. Because her mother founded it. But the mom. So interesting that her mother founded it after meeting Skrulls in Captain Marvel. Yes. Oh, yes, clearly. But she also, after the snap, decided to do a contingency plan if people got snapped back. And that was that they couldn't go off world for a while. Right. What the director said was that. So there's a few things I thought was interesting. Monica says, how is the astronaut training program going? And he's like, not good. After we lost a bunch of astronauts in the snap, we couldn't get the program back off the ground because other astronauts were just too scared. So there's this notion of this astronaut training program where I'm like, fantastic for. And then. Oh, Brett. Yes. Then there's the whole 
notion of him saying we we stopped man-made missions a while ago now we only do like robotic um missions like ships driven by ai and whatnot and i'm like all of this just sounds so fantastic forish to me mm-hmm. oh my god uh the other thing is once we learn stuff about sword okay sword has the base outside of wanda's weird they're calling it the westview anomaly they bring in our friend Darcy, who is an who now has a doctorate. Oh my God, she was a, an assistant in Thor: The Dark World. Now she's a doctor. Well, you're skipping over uh, uh, her disappearing. Yes, I am deliberately oh, because okay. Darcy mentions picking up radiation. She says, "I'm picking up a lot of cosmic background, cosmic microwave background radiation, CMBR." Yes. Cosmic radiation. Cosmic rays. Fantastic Four. So I'm like, we are being set up for Fantastic Four in this, whether we know it or not. Okay. But the the one thing interesting about that is if Wanda is creating these, and a a lot of her, is is it her power giving that rays? So that's why I'm curious of like, is she emitting cosmic radiation or is cosmic radiation amplifying her powers? So there's there's kind of a... ah. I will answer this. Uh-oh. Let's go back to Infinity War, where Wong explains the Infinity Stones. And he says the Infinity Stones were caused in the Big Bang. Right. Cosmic microwave background radiation. Tyler, the director, says relic radiation dating back to the Big Bang. Yeah, we know. So we're talking about ancient energies. Like... Wanda got her powers from a stone that was created in the Big Bang. So that cosmic radiation, I have to think, is Wanda's powers. So her power. But that's what I was wondering is like what. But my question is, what is it that made her power set jump so fast? So that's the thing that I'm excited to find out. And that's where I want to say when Darcy says. So Darcy is watching the sitcom. She picks up the TV signals. They get to watch all the sitcoms. We realize it was Darcy watching it. End of episode one. Uh, She says somebody is censoring the broadcast. That to me is our clue that there's somebody else. But couldn't it be? But that's the thing is like, I was going to say, couldn't it just be Wanda? It could, but Wanda... After she shot Geraldine out of the sitcom reality for mentioning Ultron and Pietro, we see her use her movie powers and she looks at her hands surprised and is like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So Wanda is, I think, being controlled. There is still a villain involved. Yeah. It is funny. I get so many things where people are like, oh, this is what WandaVision is about. She's the villain. And I'm like, you don't know that. It's too early to decide that. Um, no, somebody's weaponized her grief. Um, let's move back just really quick to uh, what's um, Randall Parks? What's his character's name? Agent Jimmy Woo, head of the Agents of Atlas. Okay, so Agent Jimmy Woo. Oh, my God. Um, he shows up, Monica Rambeau, Agent Jimmy Woo. He shows up and he gives her his card doing the magic trick he wanted Ant-Man to teach him. So good. 
I mean, so It's so good. Subtle. It's so precious. Ugh, I fucking loved it. I loved it. Monica ran, but then it turns out anyone outside of this town, no one could get in it. There's a force bubble around it. And everyone right outside of the town have no awareness of its existence. And of course, Monica's like, let me go check. And then she sends in her, her helicopter, her drone. And then she goes in. And that's where we first see that drone does not look like the helicopter that yeah. Wanda found. Yeah. So it's it's literally a reality warping thing is happening once they go inside. Yeah, things become the retro version of themselves when they go through the energy field. Yeah, just like how we see the guy going through the tunnels to kind of check if he can get into this world underground. And when he went through, he changed into a beekeeper and the cord turned into a jump rope. Oh, I love that. Loved it. Retro equivalence of what they had going on. So good. Um, and then, but th- but for me, when Darcy shows up, I'm just like, have you seen Dollface, her show Dollface on Hulu? No. What's her name? Kat Dennings? Yeah. Watch it, Brett. Dollface. Really? Hulu. It's hilarious. And it's Oh, amazing. really? I have like PTSD from Two Broke Girls. No, 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 no. This is 100% different from that. Trust me, watch it. It's great. Okay. But I love her. I I love Kat Dennings and her. She's great. Sassiness is just, oh, it's just exactly what you need. And I just love a nice smart girl figuring everything out. She's like kind of one step ahead of everybody. She's like, go get me an old TV. I fucking see what's going on. And they are slowly, now we get to see they're slowly watching this sitcom slowly change into time. And they're asking all the questions we are. Why is they it are, they're us. time? They're us. Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis are basically us. And like, like making why notes, is this coming happening? up with theories. Why is this happening? It's so good. She even is smart enough to identify who I'm convinced is going to be kind of a villain antagonist, but at a lower level, the sword director. The guy that basically took Monica's job. Yeah. Uh, she's like, he's a charmer. She's already identified that he's a total fucking asshole. I'm even thinking that guy put Monica on that mission, hoping that she would die, disappear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, usually when there's like the new guy in charge, like he's the bad guy. <laughs> oh, he's always the bad guy. Always. But, but here I will say, Brett, our prediction was, well, more your prediction. Let's put it on the onus on you. You predicted that all the people inside were already sword agents. No, they're just they're suburbanites. Just, they're just poor. But that's the thing. Were they part of that town? We don't even know that. We don't know. I, I think you can, I, you can conclude that perhaps they were. But it's just regular people just trapped there. Yeah. And, and they kind again, I think they kind of know that they might be trapped. And the cool thing is is they're all just they are confirming like vision is dead. There is no vision. Oof. So who is this? Who the fuck Darcy is this? confirms it. Darcy is like he's dead, right? Like not blipped, dead. And then later when oh, we see shit. vision through Wanda's eyes, he did. So they so the whole part with um, we find out the whole part where Geraldine says Ultron. None of wait no they do hear that. 
that part is kept. Other parts are edited but out. But then things um, are just fully edited out. And we finally get to see yeah. the whole entire thing, which leads me to my favorite meme out there right now. It's showing the scene where uh, Monica's like, where she's like, you know, it was like, Ultron killed your brother. There's a meme out there where she's like, I had a twin brother. And then Monica Rambo goes, no. No, she goes, I have a twin. And Monica Rambo goes, no, that's your sister, the Olsen twins. And then it comes <laughs> to her going, what did you say? <laughs> no, you're not one of the twins. Um and it, speaking of that, it looks like next week might be full house because we're back in sitcom lands by the yes, end of this episode. I really hope next week's episode is called like And We're Back or um, And Now Back to Our Regularly Scheduled Programming, something like that. Well, this is what um, I want. I want it to be like a fucking hour long episode where it's half sitcom, half outside the world. Just because I, I want I it think to be longer. We'll, we'll go. I, I think we'll get there. want it to be longer. Yeah, I think we will. The, the remaining episodes are longer. They start to get into like just shy of an hour. But we finally see Wanda fucking shoots the poor Monica out of this world and uh, and then tries to cover it all up. And then Vision walks in. And here's the next weird fucking part. When Vision walks in, she sees dead Vision without the mind Yeah, stone. with a big hole in his head. What? No color. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, and he's like, what? And she's like, oh, nothing. You look fine. Oh, she's back to normal. What is happening? It's like, is his, is she weekended burning him? Like, is his dead corpse walking around? Or did she create him? Because that's the thing is like, oh, it's like, can you create him out of thin air? Well, she just created two babies out of thin air. Why not? Who the fuck knows what's going on? Why not? Um, Interesting. Looking back. Interesting that last episode when we were still in Brady Bunch land that um, Agnes was so concerned about Geraldine and whether Geraldine was in there with Wanda. Yeah, I I don't think Geraldine was worried about what I I don't think Agnes was worried about Wanda. I think Agnes was worried about what Geraldine is going to say. Yeah, they definitely they have a fear you could tell they're if if like they're still not I think no one's sure what's going on, but there's one thing that they are afraid of, and it's of Wanda. They're all yeah. scared of her. Yeah. Dottie showed that she's scared of her. That 70s show mom was scared of her. Yeah. Agnes is scared of her. And so that really, that 70s show mom, that really puts it in perspective that when her husband was choking, here are two regular suburbanites being mind controlled and this woman is brainwashed and she's watching her husband die and she's able to kind of break through it a little bit and tell Wanda to stop. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, I can't wait. Something thing. else I'll say. Yes. Someone, I saw someone tweet this and I was like, Oh my God, you're right. They tweeted a, like a gif of Carol when Carol returns in Endgame and kicks the shit out of Thanos. Yeah. Like she's so angry and she's wailing on him. Uh, someone just tweeted, this scene hits different when you know. And what she's suggesting is Carol knows that Maria is dead. Oh, shit. And is just sad and angry Aww. about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
so good. But I'm loving Monica Rambeau. I'm loving that she's being elevated already. I also just love she even has her current hairstyle. Like they have her down to a T. Oh, she's I love be great. her. Just the, already the new MCU things that we're going to start hanging hats on. Sword, Monica Rambeau, like they're all great so far. Watch WandaVision. Watch, Watch it. it. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we did it, friend. Yeah, everybody watch WandaVision and go out and vote. If you voted for the president, you also there's no reason why you shouldn't vote for who's going to be the new X-Men. That's right. Um, perhaps more political ads will run if you uh, haven't decided yet. Maybe those will influence your vote. Yes. So keep an eye out for them. And I also will say this, everybody. Um, if you do decide to vote for an X-Men, don't freak out. But that makes you... <gasps> queer! queer! Bye! Bye. Bye.